How's and, Lil Skyler doing? <laughs> Jesus. So that's how the nice Looking boys for a Lil Skyler update. <laughs> so he lets Engorged. them know. Was he engorged last night? <laughs> cool. Fully. Fully. <laughs> nice. Oh, God. I that's mean, all I care about. Me, my boys, our hogs. Anyway. <laughs> Grab some popcorn and stick around. We've got some garbage to talk about. Hi, Skylar. Oh, hey, Zax. Hi, Bob. Hey, Zax. So, we're here to talk about uh, someone who's been memed on pretty well in the YouTube life. Uh, Steve Harvey made a movie in 2012. Based on a book he wrote. I'm assuming around the same time, called Think. The movie's called Think Like a Man. The full title of the book is Act Like a Lady, but Think Like a Man. And, and there's like a series of movies here, but we're just talking about the first one. Yeah, and we. I have no interest in ever watching, watching the second one. Yeah, this first so, one is garbage. <laughs> unless it's something someone really wants to see, let us know in the comments. I guess, but I don't know if I. I don't even if. I know if we'll consider it. We'll, we'll find consider Bob and I will find a new third friend because we wouldn't do it to the same person twice. <laughs> um, but yeah, so a few things. This is one of those ensemble movies where they have like five different couples because they don't have enough meat <clears throat> to give any of these couples a full movie. Mm. Still, the movie is way too long. Um, it's over two hours. Just over two hours. And has no oh. right to be even it's close like to two hours. Hours. By the end of our group watch, we put it at one and a half speed, <laughs> which we found out you can do on Netflix if you're watching on a computer, and that really that helped. helped a lot. It, it um, saved. It made the movie more palatable. <laughs> mm-hmm, for sure. Only because I knew my time was being wasted less. Yeah. <laughs> and, um... This movie is really, really banking on you liking Kevin Hart. It was 2012, which is like peak Kevin Hart. But if you don't like Kevin Hart, then this movie has nothing to offer you. So Yeah, I, yeah. can I say real quick, the Think Like a Man, the book, the original book, is supposed to be a guide for women from the perspective of noted human being Stephen, Har Stephen Harvey, <laughs> who uh, has no qualifications to talk about this, but is talking about it anyway, um, giving advice to women on how to uh, how to date slash marry slash romance a great men. Just the best kind of men. <laughs> and by that, by that I mean his general <laughs> gist is um, men are basically unfixable. Uh, men are just kind of awful and that there's no reason for you to ever attempt to if you're a man, no reason for you to ever attempt to work on yourself to be more okay uh, and instead it's the woman's job to basically She'll trick men out. basically trick men into being uh, halfway decent halfway decent so that you can you can then get him to marry you now his definition of decent is different than mine but even so his 
his entire premise is founded on just I it's really gross. Yeah. So yeah, um right off the bat too, this is another like I'm just Oh, the going, movie kind of yeah. parallels that. Yeah, we're going to also break down the couples, but I just want to run through a few of the things that if anyone has seen this movie, I feel like it'd be a disservice not... Yeah, (laughs) very sorry. But it's also a disservice not to mention some of these things. So, right off the bat, the movie makes it clear just how sexist it's going to be because Kevin Hart is confiding in all his boys that well he's not they his boys are letting him know we know your wife your ex soon to be ex-wife abuses you on the reg yeah, and that is hilarious to <laughs> i think it's so funny so it's so already just understand that when we're t- this is like toxic masculinity this advice only applies to heteronormative cisgender people <laughs> Um, if you're anywhere, if you're cool with anything outside those lines, this movie is not for you. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. (laughs) Steve Harvey not only just does not bring up, like, he does bring up gay people. Not gay people. He brings up the concept of being gay occasionally as an insult. It's 2012. It was not that long ago. (laughs) Steve Harvey really should have been up to date by then. And I don't know that he's up to date now. Uh, he is but, not but, honest answer. <laughs> but uh, he also, like, he has these very sexist ideas. And, like, at the very beginning of the movie, there's actually an animated segment, which is really well animated to give the movie the tiniest shred of credit. Really g- yeah. good animation. But the narration over it is, I think, Steve Harvey talking no, about how... No, that's Kevin Hart. Oh, it's Kevin Hart. It's Kevin, okay, It's Kevin Hart, yeah. Kevin Hart talking about how, uh, back in the day, women had all the power when it came to sex because the only way men could have sex with them was by marrying them and (laughs) it's the most insane like have you just forgotten the entirety of human history like Like, it literally the movie i guess is counting on like in this in the i don't know if it's just like in the universe of this if it's like there just doesn't exist in this world just never happened to anyone ever or if it's saying like well, that's a problem outside of this book, so we're just not going to acknowledge it. They also, <laughs> we'll talk more about this actually, later. Be- what yeah. I will say is, mm-hmm. I don't. Th- I actually am kind of glad they didn't bring that up because I am a little afraid of how this movie would handle any of that. No, sure, yeah, for yeah, sure, for sure. <laughs> definitely. Uh, but the thing, the thing that bothers me is like, if you want to say like this is beyond the, these topics are very serious and beyond the scope of this movie. Fine, okay, you can do that, except that you are giving advice to people about how to live their lives, and more importantly, they at the beginning of this movie, that is supposed to be like a historical precursor to the entire film, <laughs> right? And so, like, at that, like, you can't just be like, racism didn't exist, rape didn't exist, <laughs> like, you can't give that as your context, it's like, not true, it's just not true. And so, like, they specifically say uh, marriage was the only way for men to get the only thing that they really want. And I'm like, you've... It's not like it's not like gay people and asexual people just uh, began to exist in the 1990s. Like, we... <laughs> Come on, they, we weren't around back then. They just didn't exist at all? Like, okay, whatever. 
Either I, way, the, they the, start on that foundation and they get worse from there. Yeah, the other thing, like, so yeah, so very sexist. Uh, a little bit just to add to the sexism that this movie is going to come through. You need to understand that women like sex kind of. But a little only, bit. Only if it's with a man they really love that they hope will marry them in the future. Right. Other than According that. to this movie. <laughs> it's yeah. like, don't need sex. But men need all the sex all the time. Right. Desperately. A little bit of the homophobia we'll cover uh, in this. There's, like, a lot more. Kevin Hart makes peak, uh, one the white guy. We'll talk about this white guy. Oh uh, they have gosh. a token white friend, and his son plays the violin, and then Kevin Hart says literally just, he gay, because he plays the violin, and that is and the beginning and, and end the, of the joke. The, well, I mean, the joke goes on, but the punchline returns to he gay. Cause then he just like, like, hey, name... Uh, it's like he, just because he plays the violin doesn't make him gay. He's like, ha ha, yeah, he gay. Uh-huh. He gay. And then he's like, name <laughs> name one gay violinist. Your son. Your son. <laughs> that's the like, other thing. That's and not I, comedy. This that's... is just like homophobic to me, and that it's just really stereotyping gay people. Because at one point, this unrealistic scene happens where everyone who's attract who's sexually attracted to men is clamoring the bookstores, fighting over this Steve Harvey book, which yeah. is insane. <laughs> but then it's so weird Would too because happen. like the book makes it very clear that if you're re- the only reason you're reading this book is if you want to be in relationships with men so any guy coming to buy this book i think we could just assume is gay so tell me why they have this guy come in with a pink shirt and a pink Mm -hmm. sweater wrapped around his neck and he has to lisp too like calm down if you are coming to read this book you could be a lumberjack looking well, guy no, no, no. or not anything to, not according to steve harvey no, those gay no. people don't exist right there's no bears don't exist to him yeah. no never happened. <laughs> once you come out as gay any personality you had before has to Gone. go away in favor of you making gay your, your whole personality. personality and living up to gay stereotypes is your whole job the other, and then I'll just uh, touch on some of the transphobia of this, although they make several jokes, but this is just one, because this is like the tamest one, and it's just exclusionary more than downright Yeah, powerful. like, they so, kind of toe the line between just cis-normative and transphobic. Yeah, so Kevin Hart, is, he's, they have two narrators. Sometimes Steve Harvey is just, like, reading excerpts <laughs> from the book. And the women are using that to help their lives. And then Kevin Hart is narrating how it's so bad that Steve Harvey, quote, a man with a penis, yeah. wrote this book. And like, a man all. wrote it. Someone with a penis. Like, so, like, yeah. So that's trans-exclusionary, transphobic-leaning. But, yeah. like, they also make they also make several of the jokes like, I was trying to date this person, but then they had a penis, and, like, that's the height of comedy. That's the height of comedy, yeah. So, we didn't laugh a whole lot at this movie. I didn't um, laugh at all at this movie. I think sometimes we I got a chuckle out of you by repeating a joke from the movie that wasn't horrible. No. What happened that was the, is... The, 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 the house thing. I know. The, the house thing. I didn't find that funny. <laughs> okay, never mind. 
the what the only time I laughed in the movie was just me sitting there and just the only laughter I got out of this movie was the absurdity of how fucking terrible it was. Yeah. How terrible it was. So <laughs> again, um and then like the last thing before we get into the couples of this movie, I just wanna say, um, note that the women who we follow in this book, they have been so hurt by men. <laughs> they are seeking advice from some game show host. Of Steve Harvey. And he is awful. Like, you can watch so many YouTube videos, but this, really hearing his thoughts are so wild. He, the way he talks about it, like, he still considers women as property. And, like, this whole thing, it's more just, like, humoring them into seeing, feeling like they're in control or yeah. something. It's very bizarre. Also, <laughs> this is a book for women, and it spends so much time following the men's character arc. It doesn't care what women have learned or not. But... That's because they're listening to Steve Harvey. So they're obviously <laughs> right. But these men don't even know about Steve Harvey till the second half. So they have, we need to follow them learning to believe Steve Harvey yeah, knows what never, he's talking about. They've never even heard of <laughs> Steve Harvey before. No. And it's so weird too. Like, I think it is interesting when they do talk about him and the thing, they're like, oh yeah, the family feud guy, right? So they acknowledge that <laughs> this is not who you would expect this advice from. But fine. Okay, so this is the first couple we're going to talk about, which is the dreamer versus the woman who is her own man. Uh, and uh. the dreamer, his deal is he just changes jobs a lot. He wanted to be a paramedic. He wanted to be a PR agent. Now he wants to be a chef. But here's the thing. I don't know what steps he took for those other two jobs, but he graduated culinary school. So that's not, like, a weekend thing. Yeah, like, he goes... At the very beginning of the movie, his girlfriend at the time breaks up with him because he says, I want to be a chef. And she's like, you want to be a chef now? And he's like, yeah, it was my, it's my dream. And she's like, you know what? I had dreams, too, when I was seven. And then she's, like, basically mad at him that he hasn't given up on his dreams. But, like, if he's... if As we find out later in the film, if he really is a graduate of a culinary institute... That's not a small thing you can do, right? Like, that is taking real active steps towards your dream. And also, not the kind of thing you could really do while also pursuing being a paramedic or being yeah. any any one of those other jobs that he says he did. So, in theory, the only timeline that makes sense to me is that he went to culinary school, graduated, and then decided to be a paramedic, and then decided to be something else, and is now coming back to being a chef. In which case, it's like... Okay, he got a little burned out on cooking, and now he's back. Like, that's not weird. Yeah. yeah. He, ha he already has the qualifications. All he has to do is go to a restaurant, show them in the, his resume, and say, like, you know what, I took a little break, but I'm back, I'm in it, I can show you in the kitchen exactly how good I am. Yeah, the other thing I'll just point out in this, like, this movie does not understand how that sort of thing works, because he's like... He's, like, a prep cook, and it's like, okay, fine. But then he's also, like, doing a bunch of other jobs, and it doesn't seem like he's even applying anywhere else. And, like, he definitely could be, but fine. Yeah, like, you want to be a chef, you've already done the biggest, hardest part. The other thing, though, this movie answers no questions. Like, it doesn't tell no. us where does he live. 
Like, because she's, like, if it's the kind of thing where it's like, oh, my gosh, you can't support yourself. I'm looking to settle down with somebody. I'm just not ready for another wave or whatever, so that's why I need to end it. She's just like, I'm sick of you dreaming. I had dreams when I was eight, and they died, so goodbye. (laughs) And then she leaves, and it's like, okay, well, that's unfair. That sounds like a you problem. (laughs) Yeah. So then... The woman who's her own man, this is a big CEO boss lady, a COO boss lady of a company, and uh, she just wants someone who's also as successful as she is, which um, isn't, I don't think... That's not a bad criteria if you want that to be your criteria. Like, the other thing, too, though, it's like the whole thing is about she needs to learn to lower her standards, because Steve Harvey... Yeah, stop having such higher standards for yourself, woman. Yeah, because it's like, you make six (laughs) figures... Steve Harvey asked, does he have to? Does your man have to make as much money as you do? Because, and it's like, what's the cap on that? Like, I mean, I don't think you should judge somebody based on how much money they have. But I can see if maybe she feels like maybe they would just use her for her money. But if they make as much money as she does, then she doesn't really have to worry about that. There are lots of reasons people have all kinds of standards, and that's their reasons. But (laughs) (laughs) this movie doesn't agree. So he is, she's at this restaurant that he's a prep cook for, and he's always looking at her. Then one day when she's leaving, he's doing valet, so he steals the car Sorry, and follows what her. what kind of job has him working as a prep cook and then, like, also valet? Yeah, I get. well, in the movie, the guy just comes, he's like, hey, we're really busy, go park some cars. <laughs> we don't need you to cook Why right don't now. you just shut down the valet service? No. I mean, people come to this restaurant for food, not for the parking services. Yeah. Why would you divert resources away from? It also seems like you, I would, it seems like you would have like a waiter do that more than. The prep cook is in the kitchen. After he's done doing prep, he continues to do more prep. He also had to change clothes, like take off his cooking gear to go do that. Like that seems like more (laughs) waste of time. Than, like, the waiters who are probably wearing the same thing as the ballet people. But anyway, so he ran, he take he steals this car to follow her down the street, and then he doesn't know how to use the car. He doesn't know that window buttons are usually either on the side or very clearly labeled on, like, the gear shift. He cannot, so he ends up opening the whole door. It's hard to miss. And she doesn't mind that. She doesn't she, even comment on it. I thought the joke was going to be that she's like... New car, maybe, or yeah, something? Yeah, new car, and like they could have made something of that. And they make a... They make they start up to tell a joke about him fumbling through it, and then nothing comes of it. Because she's just like... He's like, want to go to dinner? And she's like, sure, tomorrow night. And he's like, cool. And so he's <laughs> lied to her implicitly about what car he drives. Um, after he stole... After he stole this Lambo or whatever. Yeah, because, like, let's remember, it's a car that he was supposed to be parking. Yeah. He drove all He's actually bringing here. it back. The guy is standing there going, hey, that's my car! And it's like, how are you not fired instantly? I believe he actually does lose his job, and he's like, that's fine. They So he does lose his job. For oh, okay, good. Um, But then he asks her Sorry, out... Sorry, real quick, I just mm-hmm. want to say... Mm-hmm. um. I guess we didn't really explain this. What do you mean? I, I, when we were watching this movie, when you were showing me this movie for the first time, I realized that, like, this is a thing where, like, I've never had 
even really attempts at having casual relationships um, or hookups or any of that. Um, and so I felt very underqualified to talk about some of that stuff um, for this movie. And Skyler is significantly more adept at, uh, at talking to people in that way. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you have had relationships with people, casual relationships, right? Yes. yes. So, so like, would you ever, working a valet job, steal a car in order to chase someone down to just ask for one date? Uh, no. <laughs> but what if this is the girl that you really like no. and you got You don't know her take... name. I don't know who, yeah. You don't know her name. No. Okay. But you are enamored with her beauty. Yeah. And you I'm... would like to have a sex on her. Yeah. Dude, I really want the sex on her. Yeah. The other thing, too. Okay, so yeah. So they get this date. And going along with the extreme lengths. So we already stole a car to get a date That's with her. That's already pretty extreme. That's a... Like, Why is he not in jail? <laughs> I would have so... That guy would have definitely pressed charges, I imagine. There must be a deleted no, he back, scene. He, under, he explained it, and the guy understood. Yeah, oh, anything yeah. for sex. I understand, anything my for son. That. Sweet, yeah. sweet woman. You want to borrow the car again tomorrow? <laughs> He's like, you want to just Thanks, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he... So he takes him to... The next day, these men spend so much time with each other. It is absurd. At one point, someone says, yeah, man, it's great. We're getting, what, like, all the relationships fall apart by, like, the last Halfway bit. Point, yeah. um, he's like, man, it's so good we're together just like old time. These men do not leave each other alone. They're either at the bar together, they're playing ball together, or they're just hanging out at one of their houses. That's all they do. Yeah. Period. Also, sometimes they interact with women in their life, but that's just to have sex, so it doesn't even matter. <laughs> sometimes they interact with women. <laughs> but, yeah, so then the next day he's meeting up with the boys so he can follow up with them about oh, how's your sex life? Like, it's totally how normal. You, how how's you your dong sex? doing? Yeah, bro, how's your, how's your little wanging doing, you know yeah. what I mean? How's <laughs> little Skylar doing? <laughs> Jesus. So that's how the nice Looking for a talk. little Skylar update. <laughs> So he Doing lets them know. Was he engorged last night? Shut cool. Up. Fully. Fully. Nice. Oh, God. I That's mean, all I care about. Me, my boys, our hogs. Anyway, he is telling his friends about the beautiful woman he met, how hot she is, how rich she is, and how he's just going to have to come clean to her about the fact that he stole a car hoping to get a date with her. And they're like, that's stupid. You need to lie to this woman. It's also yeah. weird, too, that they maintain it throughout, but he very clearly wants to date this way. He's not just trying to hit it and quit it. He wants to date her. Yeah, he's trying to romance her and date her. He views... Himself is worthy of her affection, and he wants to prove himself to her. Which seems like what Steve Harvey would want in a guy. Not, nope. you know, <laughs> that's, I don't know. Yeah, but then 
They all like, encourage him to be bad. They are so excited about him having sex that Kevin Hart says, hey, I know someone. I'm going to hook you up with a town car. I'll drive it for you. We'll just tell her your car's in the shop, and then we'll keep this whole ruse going. And I'm like, I would what? go out of my way to secure a nut for my boys. <laughs> like, apparently. I would, I would I give would. anything. <laughs> I will throw myself in front of a train. Yeah, so my like boys Skyler's one Skyler night. needs an excuse, and he says something like, "Oh, Bob's in hospital. I'll be in hospital by the time he gets there." <laughs> I'll give him the text and be like, "Yo, can you get in the hospital?" Real I'll be like, "Sure, no problem." Any specifics you gave? And he'll be like, "Oh, broken arm, shattered femur." I'm like, "Got it. No <laughs> problem." But here's the thing. Now we just talked about how he is. Oh, he's lying to her and the movie i'm just gonna run through the beats of their relationship because i want you to understand that even though he starts this whole thing off with a lie she is the bad guy and she needs to learn because she didn't take steve harvey at his word seriously Uh so they go on this date she asks some things like what are your long-term goals what are your short-term goals they're all gonna ask that that's then, a thing steve harvey tells you to ask and he about. talks about how he's always wanted his restaurant and she's like oh man i dreams are amazing i believe any dreams achievable if you're willing to do the hard work so that's cool tell me more about your restaurant dreams they have sex it's great then they keep having sex, and it's all fine until one day at her big business thing, um, she's going up to give a speech, and he happens to be part of the wait catering crew or whatever serving food there, and then she's like, oh, so he's not a chef. They also told him a lie and say he's in between, or he's a big chef or something like that. And he cooks for her, so she believes it. It's not that, at least he can cook for his lies. Um and then, so he's going to, she's going to just cut him off because he <laughs> lied and is broke. Those are basically the two issues she had. Um, she also thinks that, like, the dreams that she was encouraging are just pipe dreams. Like, she doesn't think he's actually putting in the work into any of them. So he tells... Which, to be fair, he isn't because he's already put in the majority of the work and now the little tiny bits of work he needs to do now, update his resume, is like, (laughs) he's not doing that. Why isn't he doing that? It's very strange. Um, and that, and I think that just goes into this movie just not knowing how, like, anything with food works. I mean, I don't think Steve Harvey, like, Steve Harvey was a comedian before he was a game show host, Mm -hmm. and I don't know what his career path was to, during being a comedian, but apparently he slash whoever wrote this movie slash whoever produced this movie are so far removed from the process of getting a normal (laughs) non-Hollywood job at this point in their lives, they don't remember what the actual process was like. Of like, yeah. you update your resume, and the person across from you has not heard of you. They can't just Google your name and find out everything about you. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> like, if Steve Harvey wants to get a job as a chef, before he even tells them he wants to be a chef, the people already know who he is. He's famous. Mm-hmm. Like, so, oh, Steve Harvey. Right, and so like, if you found out Steve Harvey could cook really well, you'd be like, "Oh, I didn't know that about him," but okay, yeah, you know. But like, 
this guy has no name recognition, so of course he's not getting anywhere if he's not doing anything. Yeah, it's very strange. That and that's not it, the point of criticism of his character. That's actually, I'm not even sure he gets a point of criticism. No, because mm-hmm. here's what happened. Because then he has Kevin Hart help him whip up some prospectus for a potential restaurant he would want to open, even though, and then he doesn't do anything about that really at all. He just shows it to her, and then she's like, "Oh wow, so you are like working towards your dreams? I was wrong about that. We can continue having sex. Cool." <laughs> um, but then, um, and like, this is where it starts to be like, she's kind of bad. So then her ex-boyfriend who got married is now back in town and divorced. And she never fully got over him because he's her ideal and that he's successful, not intimidated by her success. They both have money. Like, on paper, he is what she's always wanted in a mate. So now that he's back around, she wants to give it a fair shot. Which, like, the other thing, nobody in this, except for the last couple we're going to talk to, talk about. Not to. But <laughs> the last couple we're going to talk about, nobody else DTRs. So it's not even like DTR she's... DTR meaning she, determine the relationship. Yeah, so she's... I don't have anything... I don't think it's bad that she goes on a date with somebody else because there's no reason for me to think that they're exclusive. No. <laughs> Other than she just hasn't had much time to date anybody else but him yet. So then she meets up with him and she's like, hey, Dreamer, I showed your business proposal to some guy. He's interested. I think you should follow up with him. I think your restaurant could really be something someday. Um, but to be honest with you... An ex of mine is back. I want to see where this is going. Um, but I hope we can stay friends or at least take a little break. Because I just, hmm. I want some space. to. an answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. So she's very, like, she's very clinical. And he says, oh, you're sound like such a guy right now. I don't need friends. You're the first woman who encouraged me to do anything. I just got this prospectus to impress you. And I'm like, yeah, you didn't do anything with it. So, like, here we are. Also, but, like... like <laughs> uh, yeah. So, again, she... Then the movie just is like, she's bad because she should have given him another chance. But, like, again, she was pretty honest with him. And, like, she wanted to see where things were going with his ex. If maybe that was something worth revisiting, maybe it I'm wasn't. Like, earlier in the movie, they'd mentioned that this ex that who came up suddenly was actually like somebody she had been pining after for years. Mm-hmm. Like she was talking to her, her friend, who will come up later, and uh, and uh, the you know the he just. She just talks about this guy like he was the one that got away. So like the idea that she would want to pursue this. Like, suddenly, I mean, they've only been together, the Dreamer and this lady, they've only been together for, like, three weeks at this point. Yeah, so I don't even... So, I don't think there's anything crazy about... I mean, three weeks, the whole movie, it's so weird. In another (laughs) one of the plot lines, they kind of more specifically talk about how many days something has been going on, and as a result, everything else gets locked into a timeline, and the the stages of the relationship between each of these each of these couples goes by so quickly. It's, it's like, like within zero a week. To sixty, yeah. Like they might as well move in together. Yeah. After the first <laughs> like, date, and like it would work better if this happened over the course of a year. 
you know, like all these changes happened in the relationship. But like, if somebody breaks your heart three weeks into the relationship, I'm not getting back together with them. That was nothing. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, that month was a little bit wasted, I guess. Like, who cares? Or, like, or not even wasted. Like, we had fun, but, like, it didn't work out. That sucks. But her Yeah, you didn't invest anything into that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess he did. He invested into crimes to impress her, but... (laughs) Okay, but, like, those are mistakes he made. Like, those are mistakes he made, and he's moving on now, right? Like, that's what I would do. But then, the problem, though, is she goes on dates with this big ex-CEO boss boyfriend and he only wants to talk about himself and his success and she realizes that's so annoying of you i want somebody who likes me for me also your works you're just as successful as me so we both have super busy schedules that constantly conflict sorry i'm now just just now realizing that (laughs) steve harvey's instructions for women are to ask have women ask men about themselves but when this guy is Telling her his short-term and long-term goals without being asked, that's a bad thing. Because he just won't shut up about it. I didn't ask. So really, Steve Harvey's (laughs) instruction is not that men shouldn't talk about themselves so much, but that women should be the ones talking about men. Yeah, this movie straight up just fails the Bechdel test. Oh, yeah. Like, it didn't even try to pass it, but it got a double fail. I think it passed the Harvey test, which is my new term for... A test where you see if all the women only ever talk about men. Yeah. Like, they're not even capable of talking about things related to those men. They have to just talk about the men. Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to talk about? That's... They don't have anything else going on in their lives. (laughs) Um, so then... The dreamer, he finally takes life into his own hands. He opens up a food truck... Um, on his own, he gets a loan for it, and it's a big opening night. He's, like, at one of those, like, eat, listen. What? It's, like, this thing they do at, like, parks where it's, like, you eat. There's a bunch of food trucks there. You eat. You listen because there's, like, a live band. And then I think it's, like, eat, see, hear, something like that. Eat, pray, love. No, this is, like. Live, laugh, love. Yeah. Whatever. It's one of those things. New Year to me. There are a bunch of food trucks here. She goes up. She gets in the. She cuts in line. And she's like, "But I miss you." And he's like, "Okay, well, I'm busy." And she run breaks into the truck. And she's like, "No, you're not busy. We need to talk about us. I made a mistake, but I realized like you love me, and I love that about you." <laughs> like, which is literally it. Like that's all. Honestly, what happens because she doesn't do a thing for him in this relationship other than like that he cooks for her and is attentive. Some sick food. And then this I hate. <laughs> she says to him, I'll have the chef special hold the pork. And then they start making out and it's clear and that they, was supposed to be an innuendo about and, uh, and pork. Like, okay, like let's address it get there in a food truck. People are waiting to be for made food. food. But also, there's like she's not clean. She didn't even wash her hands when she came in here, hey. and now she's like tonguing the cook. Hey, <laughs> you you act like it was a problem. Let's remember, everyone who was waiting for their food, they loved it. They clapped. They, they were like, clapped yes, afterwards. yes. And it's yes, like, queen, get I, that pork. I mean, imagine <laughs> imagine you run a food truck, and then on opening night. 
when presumably this is a big enough event that like someone is going to write about it in the paper tomorrow, mm-hmm. you get interrupted during service by an ex-girlfriend storming in. Yelling at you about how you need to get back together. Also, with them. Like, yelling that would, at that would appear in the paper the next day, and people would be like, "Wow, that was unprofessional." Uh, yeah, one of the customers is like, "Hey, I'm waiting for food," and she's like, "You'll get your pork, porky," which is like <laughs> so rude, so out of nowhere. He looks so taken aback. Also, when we pan over to everyone clapping, he's not there. Yeah, so thankfully, left. he lost that customer. Yeah, because and then was like goodbye. Did not come out of here for all of it. Like, I would, if if I was in that situation and my ex-girlfriend is trying to convince me to get back together with her, even if I wanted to get back together with her, at that point, I would be like, no, you need to leave. I'm going to deal with this customer. His food is free because you've just made his night worse. Okay? I don't want to have to comp him his meal, but I'm going to. You're going to leave. We can talk about this later. And then maybe I'll talk to her. But Bob... Oh, right. Um, I'll, yeah, all I want is sex. You're right. I forgot. Uh, Auga, please I, come and disrespect more in that customers. Case, in that case, I change my mind. Instead, I'm going to be like, yeah, Porky. And then I'll turn to her and say, like, chef special, extra sausage. And she'll be like, <laughs> hold the pork. And I'll be like, dang it. It's also weird, too, because, like, all the women in this movie are, like, successful and beautiful, and it's really weird that they need help from Steve Harvey, because, like, I get that there are some people who have trouble with, like, love or whatever, but, like... (laughs) Or whatever. (laughs) Or whatever. Or whatever. But, like, there are married people around. (laughs) Like, they exist. There are people in committed relationships. Some people have managed to find love, believe it or not, without Steve Harvey. Um, really? Uh, <laughs> you, you make to difference. Is it true love, though? Mm, that's the thing. I've it? been trying to think. You know, you said that before, and I was trying to think of a list, and I can't think of anyone who's found love without the help of Steve Harvey. This isn't it. <laughs> At all. I mean, I used his book. Oh, yeah. Okay, I well, you guys got together. I see. Uh-huh. I love how you. I love how you used the book about men on set. Well, no, I used the book to figure out what I should be oh. making her think she's doing to me. Okay, so you're doing yeah. the old triple the reverse. Pe- you were doing what the people in the movie, yeah, did. Yeah, I lied to her. Their... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it worked. Thanks, Steve Harvey. Yeah. So <laughs> Way to go, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Um, but yeah, so they get together and everyone's cool with it. So let's just talk about our um, our next couple. This is the mama's boy versus the single mom. Oh, Jesus Christ. So they meet at like a bookstore. We find out they went to high school together. He had a crush on her. Um, so he's like two years younger. That's another thing too, which she's, she's best friends with the CEO boss lady we just talked about. When they're talking about, she's like, oh, he's actually a little younger. And I'm like, you went to the same high school at the same time. At most, it could be four year difference. And you're like in your thirties now. So it's not that big a deal. Yeah. At but... most. It could be yeah. a four-year difference, at yeah. most. Yeah, and also, he says specifically that he was in classes with her younger sister, Lisa. 
Who we don't meet. We never meet Lisa, even though we go to a family reunion. <laughs> you would have thought that'd be the time for him to see maybe Lisa we... and be like, Lisa, I'm dating your sister now. And like, maybe no. We <laughs> maybe we did see Lisa. They just didn't mention it. They didn't name her. Well, either way, he says that. So that implies that she's older than him by maybe a few years, right? Um, because it's her younger sister, Lisa, and he's probably in classes with his peers. Um... But then, when she's like, well, it was nice seeing you, and he responds, it was nice finally being seen. And I'm like, you didn't know each other. Like, you admired her from a distance, but, like, she has no reason to, quote-unquote, see you. It was so That is so male entitlement. At first, it was, like, kind of cute, because he was like, oh, you know, I was a lot shorter. I had dorky glasses. I didn't, like, for what it was supposed to be, I thought it was fine. And, like, he was kind of cute. But then he kept packing on this whole thing. And I used to be in love with you. And I, it's like, calm down. Yeah, like, like chill it was, out. She thought it was cute for five seconds. Move <laughs> on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to people I don't even know. And when they say, all right, well, it's nice meeting you. I'm gonna go, it's nice to finally be seen. They look random people. Yeah, that way they think, like, they you've just made... Like, that you just, uh, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just do that. Forget it, yeah. I agree. Then, this advice Steve Harvey I gives, I will say, I think is good advice, but it's not special in any way. This is super bare-bottom common sense. He does not get any credit for this. I think most people Already be... do this. So, the only, so, for the single mom, his advice is... Look, I understand that you don't want to introduce your kids to a bunch of men. But if you have someone who you think is going to be serious, you need to introduce them to the kids right away. Because if you wait like six months or whatever, and then the kids aren't feeling this guy, or he's not feeling the kids, then you just wasted all that time. Just get rid of the kids. (laughs) So just introduce them as soon as possible, and let them know about that immediately. Yeah. So now they're immediately. The and that's point. some decent advice if you want to give him any credit, because it's like, yeah. Uh, but I like, guess. but it, again, that also like I can still see why people would still wait six months, because honestly, like a relationship isn't the end all be all. Yeah. Like if you already have kids, I don't like And it also you... very much depends on the kids, right? Like if they're very young kids, you want to introduce them earlier than, rather than very much older kids. Like if you have a 17-year-old kid and you don't introduce your significant other 6 months in, 9 months in, that 17-year-old is going to be like, "Hey, dad, mom, just you do you," right? Like just yeah. whatever. So it's Still fine, but it applies to her. So when he asks her out, he's like, hey, let's go grab lunch and talk about past times we never shared. Because remember, he was in love (laughs) with her in high school. And then she's like, oh, actually, I have to go pick up. And he's like, your husband? Your boyfriend? What's yeah. the other? What's my competition? What's going on? You're he mine. so aggressive <laughs> here. She's like... I, and like, he's got a smile on his I, face, but the line of questioning is so invasive. <laughs> what, your husband? And, your boyfriend? And then who, who? she's... My son. I have a son. And he's like... Oh. And then there's a long pause, and he's like, okay, well, how about dinner then? And then she's like, oh, okay, I thought you were gonna, like, run for the hills, but you didn't. <laughs> I thought you were gonna Yay. attack me. And then... no, I thought you were gonna attack me because I'm not a virgin anymore. Uh... <laughs> and honestly, a 
Okay, so then at first it's all fine. They're getting along. He meets the kid. They both like video games. He the like, kid, he specifically says, "You like video games too." He's like, "Hey, have you played what was it? Speed Racer Street, three? Street, Street Racer? Street Racer three? And he's like, "No." He's like, "Well, you haven't well, lived. Get, you haven't gamed yet, buddy. Yeah, you haven't. <laughs> you think you're a gamer? You're a pleb." Yeah, loser. What the yeah. Hell? Who, who, who are you? I mean, it doesn't demean the kid, but the idea that they... they Okay, this is a thing I just hate that movies do. Why can't you just name drop a game? Like, it doesn't have to be an incredibly controversial game. You could just be there like... There is money into that, though, I think. Well, I think you can't use it. No, you definitely can use name brands. The only thing is movies don't use name brands because... They would like to be paid by those brands to include the thing. But, like, yeah. if later on they use Neversoft, the actual company Neversoft, they name drop Neversoft. So I'm like, okay, you're willing to name drop an ex- ex- a well-known video game b- company. <laughs> if you already had some kind of agreement with Neversoft, why don't you just ask them for the license for one of their games? Have you played Tony Hawk? Hell yeah, dude. Tony no? Hawk. No? Awesome. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, you know, you haven't lived till you played Tony Hawk, and then they played Tony Hawk. Like, that would have been a completely normal interaction. Street Racer 3. Street Racer That is, you haven't They could have made up a name that sounded more like a video game. Have you played Halls of Eternity? That sounds like yeah, maybe why? a video game. That's, you know what? You know, here's a little bit of tangent, I guess. How come every, like fictional thing that makes up a video game title have never seen a video game in their life. They've never it's seen a video like, game. Have you, have you ever played Back Chair 4? Yeah. It's like, what? <laughs> no, what? That's not a game? That couldn't be a game. You ever play uh, Up, Down, Left, Right Steeplechase? Yeah. <laughs> like... Dude, you have not lived till you've been you still till you've played Gunshoot Four. Like what? Yo, yo, you're telling me you are calling yourself a gamer, but you've never played Man on a Mission? Yeah. <laughs> so every man playing game. <laughs> so now that nobody's good at you haven't okay. played Gameplay Two Point Five. <laughs> you ever play Xbox? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me turn on my PlayStation Xbox. Yo, let me get my Nintendo real quick. Yeah. Let me get my Vatari. Vatari? Vatari. <laughs> That's what they'll call I've it. I've got to crank on my Vatari so we can play some Street Racer 3. Let's play AstroTurf. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me, kids. I'm just sitting down playing my uh, new copy of Crunch the Martian. You know what yeah, I mean? Cr- Martian Cruncher. Astro Hemorrhoids. Astro <laughs> Because they play asteroids. Oh, God. Astro hemorrhoids. <laughs> uh, anyway. Shut up, Mom. I'm playing hemorrhoids. <laughs> the game. They, has have a, they have a spin off hemorrhoids 40K. Okay. So everything is going so well between the mama's boy and the single mom. But remember, he's a oh, wait, mama's did, boy. Yeah. We, did, did we talk about how he's a mama's well, boy? Well, I, I was just going to put that all together right okay, here. Cool. So when they're introducing him as a mama's boy. Alexa, stop. So when they're introducing him as a mama's boy, they show him on a date with a woman, and he brought his mother. 
And his mother is sat right up next to him. The girlfriend's all the way across the round table from him. And then she's like, and she just gets up and she says, look, I wouldn't want to intrude. So that's the level. I can't imagine, like, bringing your mom on a date. Like, if it was, hey, serious girlfriend, let's take my mom out to dinner for her birthday or something. once in a blue moon. Or just because, like, you feel like it. Let's do that. But you're bringing, like, I, the way that they set it up, it sounds like they had a date and then the mom called and was like, my plans fell through and I have nothing to do. Oh, that's fine. You could come with me and my girlfriend. That's great. Never and invite, we, here's some advice that I didn't, I don't think I need to give. Never invite anyone on a date because their plans fell through and you already had a date. Like, if you had a date, that person can be alone for the night. That'll be fine. I I can have two people on my date now. I can date two people. It's so weird how they show... (laughs) It's so weird... I'm not even going to address that. It's so weird (laughs) how they show the mama's boy. Because, like, when when he's interacting with his mom, they really make it seem like he's dating his mom. Like... He, every Sunday he comes over for food. He she left his room exactly the same as it was back in. He sleeps back when, over. She does his laundry stuff, and it's like none of that necessarily says that they're dating. But then when we see all that, he calls himself Baby Michael. Yeah, let in me third ex- per- yeah, he refers let- to himself in third person talking to his mom. He's like, "I love you, Mama. Baby Michael loves you." And it's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, let me just give That you- is not being a mama's boy. That's psychosis. That's you're dating your mom. <laughs> and let me just explain. Okay, so he brings her over. Mom is super catty and territorial. Oh. I also want you to know going in this is going to lead nowhere. But yeah. and she is so catty. She's like, oh, right, you're the one with the child. Does the baby's father mind you dating my baby, yeah. Michael? Because, or is he yeah, incarcerated? Easy. Yeah. Ooh. Which is, like, so... And, like, and Regina Hall, playing a character named Candace Hall, I don't know why they gave her the same last name, but uh, so Candace... You know. Candace is kind of taken aback at the insinuation that her, the baby's father might be, the kid's father might be incarcerated. And she's like, no, it's not that. He's just not in the picture anymore. And she starts calling her Tandis with a T instead of Candace. <laughs> and with she's a like, C. she's like, oh, that's all right, Tandis. And she's like, uh, it's actually Candace. She corrects it right away, which, again, good on you. If somebody gets your name wrong, you should correct them right away because if you don't, it's even more awkward than if you had. Just let them, you know. And then she says, "Tandis." She just again. doubles down. She's and just she's like, like, "No, no, Candace, Tandis? fine, Candace. Yeah, yeah." So it's like whatever. Then they go. Then she's Michael, so catty Michael, for no reason. The baby's mom, the baby, the mama's boy, not the baby mom. Gosh, the too baby much. Mom. <laughs> he, um. He's like, you know, this is getting really awkward. Why don't I give you a tour of the house? On this tour of the house, they have a wall that's just wall-to-wall pictures of this boy and his mom. 
recently. He's 30. They didn't get little kid actors to fill in the gaps. Yeah. It is just this like this year yeah. for them. It's him like, and this his is mom. June. And there and are like, pictures of him. There are pictures with him. He's got I'll just describe one that I saw, and I don't need to describe anymore. One picture, he has his arm around his mom, he's leading it, and then she's like laughing in his arms. Like they're having this such a shared like, moment. Like a cuddle sesh. And it's like who took that picture? <laughs> who did they think they were taking a picture of? Yeah. Because I, they thought that was a couple. Then, yeah, they thought it was an age gap relationship when it was just some weird intimacy between mother and son. And then, Thank then you, uh, the yeah. single mom, uh, <laughs> she is so freaked out. And I think this was like a missed opportunity. Like, they don't really, like, because she has a son of her own, and I was thinking, oh, it would be so cute if when she got home, the son, like, ran up and hugged her. I Mom, you're you my best friend. Shut up with that. We are like, putting We the... need to put some boundaries in place. No. And by the way, just <laughs> as a little spoiler alert, because you did say that the, the mom, the mom being so catty doesn't actually go anywhere, you would think that the healthy way that... Uh, the movie could have his character evolve would be that Michael would set boundaries with his mother. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it would be like, okay, mom, we've had this ongoing relationship for so long where I come to your every beck and call, I have to pick up the phone every time you call, but I have to put my foot down and say, mom, I have to live my own life. I'm sorry if that upsets you, but here are the boundaries. I, you know, I'm not going to come over every Sunday. Sometimes I need a Sunday to myself, you know, etc. Those would be the things that would make it a healthy growth for his character. Right. Never happens. He never sets boundaries like that. And we'll get into more of that they, We'll too, get into how yeah. he but gets yeah. around it, but so he never sets boundaries. After that, she is talking with a CEO boss lady, and she's like, look, I think I need to break this off because They're the friends from earlier. Yeah. Because um, he's got another woman in his life, his mom. I'm not. I can't compete with that. I'm not going to. The book even says you can't compete with them. So can't that's with that. his mom's real hot. I can't do nothing about it. Yeah, like I. <laughs> I don't blame him. <laughs> so she's ready I to break it, it off. Yeah, I did that. But then, and also, all the guys we've talked about. There's this point where they're celebrating kevin hart's divorce he's a happily divorced man in this movie and they all happily. find out about the book and so that's what finding out about steve harvey's book is what motivated uh the dreamer to make whip up a quick prospectus or whatever and that's gonna motivate the mama's boy to change in his phone he changes it from mom to work yeah he so just changes work's... the contact name so that when he gets a call from quote-unquote work you know, it's actually a call from his mom, okay. and he can take the call. And so then that's she... something I want to say about uh -huh. yeah. this part here. Mm -hmm. uh, never have I seen someone just like have a label on their thing of just work. Yeah. Because usually, there's not many lines of work that uh, the person calling you, you just it just labeled as work. Because usually, it's like a you have like different people calling you from yeah, sure. bosses, coworkers. <laughs> yeah. So it's like. So it's like just labeled work is uh, so like, unrealistic. I mean, every single <laughs> every contact in my phone has the option to add multiple phone lines, and one of those is mobile, one of those is home, one of those is work, and then there's like several other ones, and you can even have multiple work numbers. And so, like, 
when I get a call and it's from my dad's workplace number, it says my dad's name and then in parentheses, work. I understand if it yeah. doesn't show the work thing, but if I just change <sighs> someone's number in my phone to work, that's like so suspicious. <laughs> like yeah, I can, honestly. Like imagine if I had in my phone just church. Yeah, like, like that'd be the most bizarre thing you could like no, you need to know exactly who's calling you because if you get a call from your manager and they need you to come in, that is a different sort of call than if you get a call from HR because you you need to take the back cameras down from around the office that you set up in, <laughs> inconspicuously. Not speaking from experience. Wink. Then that's the following up on Skylar's point though that like he I would definitely have thought he was cheating, but this works for her. I don't know why because at one point he gets a call from work and she's like, "Oh, if it's work, yeah, like I don't mind. We can wait. You should take that call." He's like, "No, no, no. I'm putting you before work." And then she's and it's like, like, "That's so suspicious." Just take the call. We're driving. You don't know how urgent this is. Yeah, like what? Also, like it's I just feel like it's almost like the same of like. You just, like, you're sitting there, and you have, uh, your phone go off, and it just says her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, here's the thing. If he's not going to pick up the phone when he's with them, right, that change of behavior did not require you to change. No, because then it shows that you're friggin' turning down your mom. Yeah, that would be a good thing. That would. I mean, she's already feeling jeopardized by the idea that maybe... His mom is taking more precedent than her. So if he's, if she saw him look at his phone, sees mom is calling, and he goes, I'm putting you first, that... Because he's already neglecting to pick up the phone from his mom. He's going to have that conversation with her later anyway, right? So, like, why would yeah. you change the name and make well, it a lie when it doesn't have to be a lie? Well, as we go on, he is straight up cheating on her with his mom because yeah. at one point... Well, not straight up. I mean, well, yeah, no, but, like... Yeah. <laughs> but when she thinks he's at work, he's with his mom. Yeah. Because at one point they're cuddling on the couch and they're watching some episode of some show. I don't remember which show it was. He's showing her something. And, well, I think, no, they're just watching a Jefferson's rerun. And he's like, oh, man, I caught this one at my mom's last night. Which, by the way, what? How many Jefferson's rerun? Why is it the same rerun the again? <laughs> like, it's just. All the Jeffersons. They run through the entire oh. show multiple well, times a week. There's only like three episodes of the Jeffersons, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, the beginning, the middle, and the end. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, man, I saw this at my mom's house. She's like, oh, I thought you got called into work. And he's I like. I forgot that the Jeffersons oh, was yeah. an HBO miniseries. And then hold on. Then she's <laughs> like, oh, I thought you had to go into work late last night. He's like, yeah, but remember I told you I had to stop by my mom's first to drop off something. And she's like, wait, you didn't tell me that. He's like, no, no, I did. Oh, just good. gaslights just, her. Just gaslights her, cool. And then she's like, okay. And then he like no, sort no, of I forces her back into cuddling with him. And she's like, okay. Um, well, anyway, I wanted to invite you to this family reunion. It's going to be on this date. And he's like, oh, man, like, yeah, I'm going to try everything to make that work. But um, my mom... I don't think I can. Because my mom invited me to this church thing. No, my mom asked me to drive her to the 70th, 75th anniversary of the church. Yeah. Not the Jeffersons. The, uh, <laughs> the 75th anniversary of the church, I guess the founding or something like that. Which, like, uh, on one hand, I'm like, she could get anybody to drive her. But on the other hand, like... I don't really get, like, why that would be necessary. Like, 
I if you have only known someone for three or four weeks, I would not invite them to the family reunion. But see that. And if they did get invited, and then they turned out they more than three weeks ago had plans in place, I'd be like, oh, okay. Well, even before I met you, you had this plan in place. I guess you're not coming to my family reunion. The writers of this movie really, really either did not factor in how much the last couple we're going to talk about ruins the timeline for everyone else because it definitely feels like all these other, all of these relationships, including the last couple, feels like it definitely spans at least six months because of yeah. how much, how strong. How dramatically... They feel their emotions towards each other. How quickly the relationship goes. Yeah, it's not just like one... It feels like six months worth of growth, minimum. Yeah, or they're saying, like, Steve Harvey's book works so good, you're going to find love this fast. It's like e-harmony level results. Sorry, you just raised Steve Harvey up to the towering heights of (laughs) e-harmony? Yeah, that's... Okay. That's what I think. The, I, I'm just saying those you know, are I, what the two options for the movie. Otherwise, the timeline just doesn't make sense at all. Guys, I know that uh, this is private information, but people should know that you and Zach's actually met on eHarmony. We met, actually, on... It, we. I said it was eHarmony, but I didn't want to explain at the time. It was actually Steve Harvey's private dating service. E-Harvey. Uh, E-Harvey. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we met. We on... should absolutely start E Harvey. We met on E Harvey, and then he immediately bought this book. Yeah, and that is the story of the our whole. Yeah, because I have a I have a dummy account that I made that was under the uh, I marked my gender as female, and then I got a whole different <laughs> website with like a bunch of other instructions, um, and that's how I knew to go buy the book. Yeah. Yeah. I also like the idea that your username was Harvey Fan Number Sixty Nine. Yes, number one. <laughs> yeah, it was number both. One. It said Number Sixty Nine, Number One. Yeah, it was uh, both Number Sixty Nine and Number One. Yeah, yeah. to then, the top and at the top. <laughs> no, no digits. It was all okay. written out. So already, so she's kind of starting to get a little suspicious um, that like so it. See, but the, this is the thing too. If he hadn't already been lying to her, like when the seventy fifth anniversary, that could have been something that's been planned like months and months in advance. I mean, it was known about for at least seventy four years. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, I get that he's a mama's boy, but like, if he already told his mom he would take her to this thing, that's not like a huge. Like, I don't, the, she's like, oh my god, you're putting your mom first again. I, was he supposed to just break up with his mom completely? Yeah, like, he like, needs I don't, to talk to your mom again. <laughs> because I don't know what the movie's trying to say with that. But like, anyway. there's definitely a balance between psychotically obsessed with your mom and, like, never see no her. contact. <laughs> yeah, like, you cut her off. So then, um, one day, Mama's boy is playing with a single mom's son, and they're doing basketball, they're having fun. Uh, she's in the room, in the kitchen, washing dishes, as a woman should, yes. when his phone rings, and she answers it, because it says it's work, which is, again, why this is a stupid thing for him to do. And she answers the phone. She's and like, she's, oh, it might and be she does it super professional. She's like, Michael, whatever's phone. She answers the phone really professionally. She's like, this is Michael, whoever's phone. And then the mom is like, Tandis. And then she's like, oh, Tandis. Michael's mom. 
And then she's like, yeah, I just was calling to say he doesn't need to take me to church because the deacon something or other is taking me instead. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I'll let him know to call you back right after this. So she goes out and she says, uh, can we talk for a sec? And then the son is like, ooh. <laughs> and then um, she goes to talk to him and she's like, hey, um, so work called. I thought it might be an emergency, so I answered, but it was just your mom. And then he immediately lies and he's like, what? Oh my gosh, you know, T Mobile's top five is acting up. <laughs> she's like, get out of my house. <laughs> Go away. Get out of my house, liar. T Mobile's top five. <laughs> it's really messing up. And um, yeah, so she kicks him out. And then he's sad, and the son is sad, and she's sad, and everybody's sad. But, you know, I'm sorry, Mama's boy, but maybe you could have just, like, actually worked on yourself and been like, hey, maybe I am too attached with my mom because this is literally, apparently, the only reason that every girl that's broken up with me has broken up with me for. Also, all his boys, when he talks to them, they're all like, oh, you're a total Mama's boy. (coughs) And he's like, what? He's, like, surprised to hear that from his boys. And I'm like, why are you surprised? Do you see any of them openly flirting with their mothers? You don't even know if any of them have mothers. Yeah. <laughs> like they, I, like what is wrong? How do you not notice that your relationship with your mom is different than the way everyone else treats their mom? Yeah, like how did you get this far, sir? But, um, so then he... What does he think a mama's boy is, if not what he's doing? Yeah, that's true. Like, he literally... Does he think his well, mama's boy is literally... having sex with them. Yeah, you have to actually like... be in doing coitus with your mother to be a mama's yes. boy, according to this guy. Because I'm like, I don't know, you had no room. There's not going. another step for you to go before you're just <laughs> making out with her on the reg. So, like, yeah, it's very <laughs> gross and weird the way that they characterize this mama's boy. But, so then he is, finally, he's had enough. He needs to make it right. So he goes to his mama's house early, and he's like, look, I'm not going with you to the anniversary. I'm not going to make it. I've got to go to Candace's family reunion. And then she's like, she makes a face like she's sort of hurt, and then she's like, Okay, well, good for you. Um, yeah, that's great. Now get out. I'm having sex with the deacon. Goodbye. I don't really care. And he shows, yeah, and he, then, he like, comes out the stairs with like a toy, and it's like a oh, so comedic scene of old like, people. Old having people sex. having sex is funny. <laughs> Women aren't sexually viable after they have children. The deacon of the church <laughs> having sexual urges, but I thought God got rid of those. <laughs> God wouldn't allow that to happen. So then, um, yeah. So there's that. But like, so when I say it goes nowhere, like, so why? Also, oh, they so imply that she's thought? been using the book too, because she said it was ninety days. The what? The reason they got a hold of the book was because she had it. Oh right. But also, yeah. Yeah. Um, she waited ninety days to have sex with the deacon, apparently. But then it- Sorry, wait. So, can I just microcosm here for a second? <laughs> she she went to church and she saw the deacon and thought that is a tasty tasty man I'd like to have sex with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I can't have sex with him right now because he's the deacon of my church. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use Steve Harvey's playbook in reverse to get sex with him? Maybe. Yes. 
Who? Or maybe the deacon was having lots of sex, and maybe she needed maybe to... Maybe the deacon was, like, very, like, hey, hey there, little mama, let me whisper in your ear. And Wait till you see my... <laughs> wait till you see my deke. Wait till oh. the deacon appears. But my anyway, deacon. um, but anyway, this is... So it goes nowhere, because... Like, okay, why were you so catty before, Mom? It's not like, you know, like, I was waiting till you found a girl who you cared about enough to cut things off with me or It's something. like, don't test people like, like that. Like, F you. But, but, like, and, but they don't even say that that's the case. They, they basically imply that she would still hate the girlfriend, still want control of his life, but now she's got her own man, so he doesn't care what her son does because right. she's fine. Which, if anything goes wrong with her and the deacon, I guess... They'll have to restart or, the book. Again. I guess uh, here's another possibility because the deacon doesn't come down immediately. Maybe she was just saying, "Okay, good for you, goodbye," to try to get him out of the house so yeah. that the deacon would. But like, that's a really big decision. I okay. Imagine you're having sex with someone, mm-hmm. right? And you're upstairs, and then they get a knock at the door from their okay. child. Uh-huh. And they say, hold on, I have to go see this. I have okay. to go downstairs. Would you then come down with, like, a sex toy in your hand to, like, interrupt? Yes. Why? He has to a let them know what, what they're, what, What's going on? You gotta let them know, hey, you should be here right now. He's like, yeehaw, we're having a great time in the shower. Oh, no, I got caught! <laughs> exactly. You need you need them to know that they should not be home right now. I guess. And then he goes to her. So then, like, he's got his mom's <laughs> blessing. He goes to and the deacon's blessing, presumably. Yeah, I guess he was right. I mean, that is kind of his whole job. So then he goes yeah. to the family reunion and he's like, I'm here for you. You're the number one woman in my life. I told my mom I'm not going to the reunion. And then she's like, wait, what? Is no, sorry. The way he says it is, he says, why would I be there when I need to be here at the number one woman in my life's family reunion? Now, if you're done thinking, why don't you make me a hamburger? Why don't you make me a cheeseburger with some uh, pickles and uh, ketchup on it? Or pickles and mustard. And she looks at him and she goes, number one woman? And I'm like, you didn't hear that part where he demanded that you make him a sandwich? Like, that was just cute. And he, ha ha ha. I guess like they were trying, like he's cute because he's like, I'm your man, you're my woman. and I Make was, me a sandwich. Yeah, and it was like, oh my god, that's so cute. That's not funny. Then she is like still like not believing him because how could he ever not want to spend time with his mom? Like she's seen her, she knows. Yeah, she knows what a tasty <laughs> morsel she is. So then he stands up on the table and immediately I'm like, oh my god, if anyone ever did this, I would be so I would boo. I would openly boo if I was at a family reunion and a total stranger stood up on a table to start making a speech about how much they loved a random relative of mine. <laughs> I could not care less about the relationship status of my cousins or my uncles or aunts or anyone in my family. I, also- I don't even want to go to a family reunion. I also love the idea of, like, us being there. We would totally boo and hiss him. But I also like that, like, <laughs> nobody at this family reunion has been following their journey that led up to this moment. So it means nothing, nothing. to nobody. I'm like, these are people <laughs> who probably don't even live in this town. So they'll probably not even know him ever again. Right? <laughs> so, like, 
There's no stakes. Like, if he stands up and embarrasses himself in front of a group of his peers, you know, that would be one thing, right? Like, if I go, like, if I make a big dramatic speech uh, about how much I love my wife, and I do it on a college campus when I'm in college, or if I do it in my workplace, this is around people who will see me and that embarrassment is being overcome by my love, right? That is a big gesture. Doing it in front of a bunch of strangers who you'll never see again is nothing. Yeah. That's yeah. the whole reason that pranks happen on strangers. <laughs> because, like, if you do a prank on someone you know, you have to live with that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, like, again, this was... But it works on her. Gesture. And she's like, what do you want on your burger? And then they make out the whole family. And he's like, I just told you, woman. <laughs> no. no, he doesn't do that. <laughs> then, and the family's still clapping. Everyone and, loves it. They're all like, oh, we love abuse in the Steve Harvey Ha <laughs> Steve Harvey. Good man. And then, um... So yeah, that's their love. They're in love and they're great. That's their storyline. Hey, thanks for watching. There's two more plot lines to go in this movie and some other stuff, but we're saving it for next time. Steve Harvey is an absolute star. Skylar Social is linked below. So remember to